0: What's up, Halo fam? Halo Joe here. Just wanted to thank each and every one of you for checking out this new episode. Make sure to keep it tuned here to Halos in the Infields Baseball Network all season long as we drop content every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure to crack the like button and leave a comment. Make sure you also smash that bell icon to be notified every time we drop an episode or go live. Also, check us out on our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. We can also be found on Apple Pod, PodBeam, iHeartRadio and Spotify don't forget to leave that five star review thank you again Halo fam and with that let's get this show on the road make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets they take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service with 714 Tickets you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout the price you see is the price you pay Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code, HITI, at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714-TICKETS.
1: Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the infield with your host Todd Fox as we talk about the week that was or at least the last series it was the Chicago White Sox and we preview and touch on the Houston Astros. We are a day late and a dollar short because they're playing a four game series instead of a three game series. So let's introduce the other two hosts of the show. First up myself Todd Fox and the Lone Star Halo also known as. Christopher Russo. If you understand that, you get points, even though we don't give out points. Next up on the show is the one, the only, the IE native. Hi. I'm
2: sorry. Hi, you pieces of trash. It's Courtney.
3: Man, could you imagine putting on lip gloss just to flub your entrance? I know. <laughs> I'm so
2: sorry. First of all, it's Summer Fridays. You know the girl, the girlies know. The girlies know. Summer, summer Fridays.
1: Fridays. Yes. What's with Fall
3: spot. Fridays. Yeah. What, what are these free ads? <laughs> I don't even leave. <laughs> I don't even leave labels on my water bottles, Courtney.
2: I'm trying to get sponsored by Summer Fridays. I have three of their lip glosses. Please, help. That's fair. <laughs>
3: That's fair. At least, at least because you did a virtual, you did a blurred background when you put it up, it blurred it. So. Yeah, it did become
1: prominent though, when you put it right there. So it works.
3: I know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll try no, it again. I've made a really bad habit of doing that. Like I'll be like literally just like at work and I'll go to a gas station to get a water bottle and I just like by default, take the label off. <laughs> People don't know what I'm drinking. They can't possibly know. It's vodka. <laughs> um let's get started with the it should be after this
1: series or
3: at least after the first game of this astro series
1: yeah we'll get into that there's a lot to talk about uh, what happened tonight in game one but let's go back a bit a couple days chicago white Sox, angels getting it started in the windy city on the south side those team, that team came in 11 games under 500 to start the series walk in the park right guys
3: yeah, uh, we won. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Let's talk about the first game of the Astros. <laughs> no, no, we won. Liam Hendricks uh, had that that cool return. Uh, even cooler that the fact that the Angels scored against him. You know, no disrespect to him. Cool story. Uh, I'll, I'll tip my cap. That's what sports is all about, right? But at the end of the day, you don't want him to come out here and mow us down either, because you know, like Todd said, hey, you're the competition.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean. Thankfully, uh, we won. <laughs> uh, especially after that sweep, um, that we suffered against the Marlins, uh, I, w- I was off. I was a little bit uh, concerned. Uh, for some reason, when it comes to teams that are a lower caliber, um, we just don't perform well. Um, and especially when it comes off of a sweep like that, um, I almost get twice as worried. And especially cause during this time, this is when we were on our 14 game losing streak. So yay. Uh, but we pulled it out flashbacks. I know. Sorry. PTSD. Um, but you know, we pulled it out. It was all fun and yay. It was good. Good things.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of good to pull out of that, uh, that particular game. You felt a lot better. You kind of like washed your brain of the, uh, the Marlins series a little bit cleansed your palate especially when you saw ben joyce up there i was wrong i thought he was gonna be called up a little too early and maybe be forced into something they brought him in in a pressure situation and he shined you know um he made some guys look really uh awful up there with that fastball so you know the bullpen for the most part pitched all right and the angels got a a nice win to start off the series
3: There's one guy I want to bring up from this first game. So Keaton Middleton is not liked by a lot of Angels fans. I mean, he was kind of like one of the first guys in the majors who I got cool with. Uh, So I've always had a soft spot for him. You know, I I know a lot of Angels fans are mad because he said, let's be honest. What's kind of the truth about Angels fans being quiet? I'm going to get hate for that too. But let's be realistic. Angels fans at Angel Stadium, like, this is the first year where I've seen Angels fans boo players off the field, which in some cases, rightfully so, we should be booing some of these guys. Aaron Luke should be getting booed like he just kicked a puppy at this point, man. Like, watching this man pitch is painful. But anyway, I digress. We'll talk more about that later. He Middleton made us look silly. He, what, struck Otani out? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like, a convincing strikeout, too. It wasn't even like, a, oh, well, he got the best of him. Like, no, like, he made Otani look bad.
1: Yeah, he had the hat spinning and everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One thing about Keenan Middleton, I think, um, I know he he bounced around um, a couple times after he left our organization, um i never really had any problems with him i was actually trying to be his second baby mama it's fine he followed me on instagram for like a month um and then i don't know what happened i don't think i was posting enough selfies but it's fine um
3: you didn't respond to your dms if you look on your request it's going to be right there under hidden requests
2: i know it's going to be like 55 weeks late and i'm just like shit oh, i fumbled the bag um but- it wasn't a dp Um, But I will say that I think he's always played with a certain kind of fire, Um, you know, whether that's, you know, how you take it, good or bad. Um, I like I like a passionate pitcher, let alone a passionate player. Um, And I think that he's always brought that. And I think that's why he clashed with a lot of, I guess, the Angels community, Angels fans, Um, because, we, you know, we seem to be pretty laid back. You know, we kind of don't care about much. You know, we're by the beach hypothetically um you know we kind of just have like these vibes about us that's like oh you know it's cool it's cool to be here you know but don't don't cause issues um you know and i don't think Keenan milton was ever a player that necessarily was trying to intentionally cause issues he just called us out for what we are wussies um so i you know i think it was i'm happy that he struck out otani you know cuz wow. i just i I just think it just goes to show, like, especially when when you're playing an an old organization that you used to pitch for, um, I do think that you should have a certain kind of fire and kind of like, hey, suck it. Look at what you did. And now I'm going to strike out your best player. So good for him.
1: Yeah, the remark was brought up exactly what she said, was he bounced around a little bit. But he's turned into their Ben Joyce. I mean, he's throwing upwards to 99, almost 100 miles per hour um he looked very comfortable pitching when when he was with us he was uncomfortable uh had control problems but he looked like the real deal his ERA showing it um he's the type of guy it's like you know it's slap in the face to the organization maybe they didn't give enough time maybe they they didn't as we talked off the air uh have the right people around him training wise and medically and all this other stuff you never know uh mental health is is part of it too but uh the guy pitched great and uh you know does that's definitely another guy like uh Hendricks side tip my cap to because they they performed or at least Hendricks just to get back on the field and then Middleton having a resurgence for his career uh, definitely is a good thing to see
3: yeah Ben Joyce was was another highlight for that game I mean you know he impressed man well his first pitch was 102 miles an hour Mm -hmm. so hey you got to give the devil his due there I mean my biggest fear was the same that Todd said during the postgame. I, I was worried that he was rushed up. I was worried that, you know, he didn't get an opportunity to grow. And, I mean, we're going to be seeing that for quite a while. One of the biggest things that we keep seeing is, well, why is Ben Joyce, like, you know, not pitching on back-to-back days? What the fans don't understand is that's not something this guy does. That He did not do that in college. He did not do that with the Trash Bandits. He has not done that. He is not a pitch back to back type of guy. And unfortunately with his pitching style, I don't know if he is going to ever be that guy. And if he is, he might be opening up the door for some long-term arm issues. And he's already had Tommy John. It's really rare for guys to have two Tommy Johns, but it's also really rare for certain uh, for guys to throw 105 after getting Tommy John. So
1: to me, it just seems like, like, I brought it up in the post game too. Like if the angels were smart and if you're going to play into this dumbass load management philosophy and you're not willing to pitch guys who can pitch uh, because I do agree with Fernando's take, he's not a back-to-back guy. But if you want to stick with that philosophy a good way, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but let's just say they're winning back-to-back games, which is hard to imagine this team doing. Let's just say that when they're playing the Astros the next couple nights and they need – and more is healthy – you bridge the gap to the closer, and he, or you get it to the eighth inning. You throw eighth inning more, one uh, one inning. He gets through it. Estevez closes it out. Boom, they need a day off. So then what do you do? You take your two next best pitchers, and if the kid is still performing and he didn't pitch the night before, obviously, why don't you put Joyce in the eighth inning spot, let him close that down, and bridge the gap to another guy who's been pitching really good, closing background. To, uh, what's his name? Uh, Davinsky. So and then you can go back to the more Estevez because God forbid you pitch him back to back. So that would be a way if you had three save situations in a row. I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's just my idea.
2: Um, I definitely don't disagree with it. Um, I think it just comes to a point where we do have to take into consideration Joyce's, you know, prior injuries. Um, again, it's very rare for somebody to have tummy John twice, but I am also a person that I've torn my ACL twice. So, you know, I've, I feel like injuries are just sometimes one of those things where you just have to be mindful of, um, but again, mechanics and, you know, I, I can't imagine throwing, you know, between 100 and 105 on back-to-back nights. Um, I think again, this just goes into knowing what your role is and then also taking it out taking into account who your player is. Um, I don't think Joyce is a back-to-back night kind of person. Um, you know, not like Estevez, who he he said that he can step up and do that and be that role. Um, I think that just comes with Estevez being more of a veteran, um, kind of knowing himself um, and, ac- and actually proving that as well. Um, you know, I think Joyce still has a little bit to prove, you know, he is younger as far as, you know, MLB experience, obviously. Um, I definitely don't think it's one thing that he's far away from. I think as far, you know, as long as he, we take, you know, give him the opportunity, I feel like he will perform. Um, just something to be mindful of is that previous Tommy John. Um, and then also just kind of not, not giving him bad innings, like don't set him up with a bad inning. Um, and I think that's one thing that pitch, like our pitching staff has sometimes done. Uh, we've done it with Berea when we first brought him up. I think we also done it with Suarez for a little bit when we first brought him up as well. Just putting our young pitchers in terrible situations that aren't confidence boosters. Like, I, I'm a confidence person. You know, if you have a younger pitcher, or an experienced pitcher, give them an easier team or an, easy, an easier inning. Don't necessarily put them in a jam if you don't have to. Um,
3: yeah, you let's know, not put them in with bases loaded, no outs.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, why don't we just step away from that? Like why don't we just avoid that? Um, so I definitely don't want to see Joyce set up in any of those situations cuz I think that would definitely be um a, definitely tear down his confidence. I think his t- his confidence was torn down. I think what was that after the Trash Pandas lost the game on a no-hitter. Um, cuz I know oh, he's yeah. the- did that sadly. Um, you know, and for people to say like, oh, you know, well, he's an MLB player. And he should get over it. I'm Pitchers are probably the most mental people I have ever met in my life because, you know, pitching is almost half mental and half physical. Um, so I, I definitely wish good things for Joyce. I just really hope we know as a pitching staff how to use him.
3: All right. Uh, speaking of people who we don't know how to use, let's talk about game two of this series. Tyler Anderson came in four innings, pitched, six runs, all of them earned, uh, Tyler Anderson has not been doing too well. He had two average starts right before this, but, uh, the woes continue for him guys. Um, man's getting paid $13.3 million. Um, I know, uh, Randy was talking to Todd and I about like, well, what's a way you can use, we can use Tyler Anderson going forward. Maybe we can use him out of the bullpen. And, you know, I think Todd and I kind of mutually like agreed, like, eh, you don't pay someone $13.3 million for a low leverage bullpen piece. That's a lot of money for a low leverage bullpen piece. You're talking about a closer. Okay. But I mean, you know, for a guy who's going to essentially be your chase Silseth, give you two or three innings. Yeah. It's too much money for that. Uh, the only way, That Tyler Anderson could potentially make this year's paycheck and payday worth it is in August and September. If the Angels are in a situation where they're close enough, where they're still contending, he can stay healthy. And during those, you know, what, seven to nine starts, during that stretch there, he can give you five to six innings on all those and give up less than four runs. If he's giving you that, well, then maybe you can make the argument like, well, at least in the dog days he helped keep us in the hunt because as of right now, I do not see Tyler Anderson being the guy and, and I'll take it a step further. Tyler Anderson will not be the guy. That's not a hot take. That's me stating the obvious. This guy doesn't have it. He's throwing 89 miles an hour. He's throwing, you know, 92 miles an hour. And that's when this guy is going balls to the wall.
1: Yeah. The high leg kick, the timing has been thrown off um if you look at his last few starts you would say okay he's not as bad as we thought you know like or five starts against texas uh where the angels won five to four uh he got a no decision um he uh let's so that see was that walk-off game he was three runs five hits but he threw a lot of pitches uh the next game it was a six inning performance three runs six hits uh the angels got a win but he got a no decision uh also against the orioles three runs six hits throw a lot of pitches, got no decision. against. Or I think he got the win. No, he got no decision. He got a win against the uh, Boston Red Sox, 7-3, six innings pitch. That's probably his best performance. But, again, the loss the other day when we talked about against the Chicago White Sox. In that time, he's only allowed f- one home run in five games. But he's not living up to the billing that we thought he would. You know, he's still sporting an almost six ERA. And as far as, you know, his career, I mean, shouldn't have the Angels seen this coming with – his record via Colorado, San Francisco, in Pittsburgh, in Seattle, then with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers is again the only time that he had, well, ex- except his rookie year in two thousand sixteen, a ERA under four, and he had one at two point five seven, the extreme. So, are we not surprised he's out of five forty seven? Are we hope were we hopeful that he would have been better and pitching like more of a number three guy? because right now he's pitching like a five or six in my opinion yeah i'm let down.
2: um i'm a little let down um i was a little bit excited about having him uh join our rotation um i know nick uh my boyfriend he was very hurt when he left the dodgers um but i think overall i'm Definitely. I think I'm just more disappointed in anything. And so one thing that I think irritates me the most about him is him calling his own pitches. I don't know why he is allowed to call his own pitches. I don't think he's earned that. He doesn't have a huge arsenal the way Otani does. Um, You know, I just I'm not understanding why, why, you know, Fice or Wallach or whoever – whoever wants to call pitches for us at this point, I don't even care if a fan does it. I don't understand why Anderson is calling his own pitches. I don't think he's earned that status at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, really, that's just kind of my only my only gripe about him other than him not being up to par. I just I again, I don't understand why he's allowed to call his own pitches. Like why can't Nevin or, you know, wise or whoever? really step up, be a coach and be like, Hey, you know what? Your last couple of starts been Rocky. You know, why don't we try this for, for this game? Or, you know, why don't we work on this? Like just something, be a coach.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of easy to see why Tyler Anderson can throughout his entire career has been thrown around like a, uh, like a buffet chef in Las Vegas, just can't seem to find a home, but it's just, The simple fact that he lacks consistency, you know, and it's been a career problem for him. You know, he had his resurgence with the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have kind of been a pitching factory lately with everyone, except for Noah Syndergaard. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, we put a lot of faith in him. And luckily we didn't get him for that big of a deal. I know some people are like, well, you're an idiot, dude. That's like the second idiotic thing you've said today. You know, thirteen point three million dollars is a lot of money, and you're right, it is. But look at some of these other contracts that were given out. You know, it, it could have been far worse if we would have signed him later on in the off season. As of right now, though, this is a bad signing. Um, unfortunately, most of Perry's free agent pitching acquisitions have been bad signings.
1: Yeah, there hasn't been something to sit on and say, you know, he's he's brought in a Corbin Burns or a pitcher like that. We've we've often just seen the same kind of mistakes i think as far as drafting i don't think anyone can question him right now i mean with the way yeah. these guys are coming through but as far as and, and and as far as getting free agent pieces to help out you know this roster um you know hitting wise you know he's i think he's done an okay job you know if renfro would start swinging again that would make things look a lot better but when it comes to like Tyler Anderson at the, at the moment, I think I was there right there with Courtney. I was apprehensive. I was, I was optimistic. I thought, okay, this guy, you know, although he's not the best Dodger free agent at the time, cause they hadn't signed the other pitcher. I was like, okay, you know what? This, he did have a really good year. Uh, but damn dude, um, he has not come through for us. And um, you know, we need that stabi- stability and with the way that this offense is so heckle and Jekyll it's like we need good performances as much as we can get. And it's asking a lot about this pitching staff once again. And once again, they're going to have to lead this club in, until and if the Angels start hitting consistently because he can have an, an opportunity to win a game by only giving up three runs and six hits. But if, but again, like today's game, I mean, I, I can't put it squarely on the freaking pitching. If, the, if you can't score runs either, it's not really your fault. But his ERA is still at five. So, I'm not giving him total ass, you know, the the crap for it. But, damn, dude, I mean, you got to bring down that ERA. And also, the team's got to score some runs for you, too, because he's gotten a lot of no decisions.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's only had three decisions up to this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, let's talk about the final game, the one that uh, you were talking about, Lance Lane, and that might be the actual game to use some machismo. And uh, you were right. Uh, angels won 12 to five and our boy Jaime, uh, continued to be solid. You got five innings out of him. He only gave up one earned run. Mm-hmm. None. It wasn't a home run. He struck out six. His ERA is now down to 1.59. He, he's proving that, you know, Hey, he, he's a good six man of the rotation. You you can't ask for much more out of the guy. And that's what I like about Jaime, man. It seems like no matter what role the angels have put him in over the last couple years, you know, he might have some struggles here and there, but overall he's been a gamer. He he's, he's done whatever the organization's needed out of him. Doesn't seem like a guy who complains, seems like he's always happy to be there, you know, obviously brought up through the organization. He He's the kind of guy that I really, really want to see continue to get a legitimate
2: shot. Cause he's running away with it so far. Courtney. Yeah, I think he definitely, I think he's earning a spot. Um, and I like the fact that he's actually taking advantage of that. Um, you know, I feel like Suarez maybe maybe got a little bit too comfortable since, you know, we announced that he was going to be in the rotation. Um, but I don't think Jaime's doing that at all. Um, I think he's really just taking advantage of this shot. You know, hopefully he continues to keep proving himself and really makes himself known and solidified as one of our starters in the rotation. um. But I think overall it was a really great start. Um, love the fact that Otani finally found a, a swing. I'm not going to say it's the swing, but a swing that worked for him for that game. Um, I think that was the game with his two home runs. I think Mike Trout had a home run. Um, so great launch angles all around. Um, but you know we won, so what what can we really complain about?
3: I have something we can complain about. Okay,
2: mm. Davidson continues
3: to suck. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's- Three
3: innings pitch, four earned runs. This guy's ERA is now a whopping seven point four. This guy's got to go. Damn. Yeah, we got. He, he did get a save though.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: His yeah. second. <laughs> His yeah, this, Second.
1: This is another blowout save, which, like, and I don't care at this moment because it's, it's like, just get us out of there. It's a travel day, and he extended the game, gave us some more runs. Another guy that you can't, you know. Because, unfortunately, unfortunately, with Kehada gone more on the I.L., these are your two lefties you got to rely on. That's pretty scary. Tucker, Davidson, or Loop. So, until yeah, one of those your guys. Pick your poison.
3: Kick, kick your, pick your kick to the nuts.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, both of them are sporting seven and a half ERAs. So, what are you going to do in a high leverage situation? I don't know.
3: Uh it's 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 not a good time right now, man. It really isn't. I mean, this bullpen continues to really, really, really just cost this team. You know, and in this case, it didn't matter. You know, Davidson was just in there to get the mop up. I mean, honestly, I always hated that rule that if somebody throws three innings to end a game, they get a save, even if you're up by 106 runs. Yeah, I've oh. always hated that rule. But, you know, whatever. Baseball, go figure. Anyway, you know, I'm not complaining at the fact that we won. You know, we, we get a lot of hate for that. Like, well, you guys complaining. We won. But this team does not have a reliable lefty. And, I mean, realistically, there isn't a lot of bullpen pitchers, period, that they have right now that are reliable. I mean, you can't throw Ben Joyce in there yet. He's had two major league appearances. Have they been good? Yes. But, I mean, still, too early to tell. Still, Seth, no. Webb? I'm not there yet. He's been decent. I'm not throwing him on any on either side of the category yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Estevez, obviously, you know, Estevez, yes. Matt Moore, yes, but he's hurt right now, so he doesn't count. Aside from that, man, it's like, who else are you comfortable with at this minute putting inside the bullpen in a high leverage situation, like in the seventh inning right now? You know, you're up by one. They're threatening. Who are you putting in? You're not putting in Estevez right there.
2: Rally, Chris.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we're calling him brett phillips just for that
1: exactly <laughs> I, I, yeah we we do have a lot to you know to worry about as far as the team's concerned as far as like trying to see if we can get these reliable arms out there uh we do have a couple guys but that's about it and this is part of the restructuring how did they not make the cut of the restructuring i don't know
3: okay so That was a good game. Uh, The Angels take the series. We get the Rally Chris special. Uh, We predicted the Rally Chris special, Todd, with Rob. So we saw that coming. Um, I mean, it it wasn't exactly a hot take. We were playing the White Sox, okay? So let's not pretend like it was something amazing. No, it wasn't. But you know what was amazing? The style in which we lost this first game against Mm -hmm. the Astros. But before we get into that, this would be a great time to thank our sponsors, Noble, Noble Ale. Why? Because after a game like this, I would have loved to lost my life drinking some Noble Ale and their delicious brews. I don't mean lose my life as in, you know, have anything bad happen to me. <laughs> I mean, just sit there and drown my sorrows inside of their delicious alcohol. God, we had a good time on Sunday at Noble, didn't we?
1: Oh, we had a blast. It was fun.
3: Yeah, it was a good time. We got to sample a lot of their brewskis. They were pretty good. So if any of you guys want to drown your SARS after another inevitable Angels loss, make sure to head on over to Anaheim (laughs) and check out our friends over at Noble. Make sure to mention the podcast for some drink specials and free parking on the day of an Angels game. Uh, Also, 714 tickets. Use code HITTY at checkout. Off there, always good deals. You get 5% back on all of your future purchases and you can use that hitty code again and again and again the way madonna has been used again and again and again by people like alex rodriguez
2: oh no no (laughs) this is awful well um we lost today five to two that was fun um nevin got ejected that was fun Mm -hmm. um know it was just it's very disheartening because I know we had a couple opportunities there to really take the lead um I know of course the big topic of discussion was uh Taylor Ward's strike three call um yes it was obviously ball four it could have walked in a run um, uh, but that is not the case because when has anything ever worked out for the Angels um, one thing I do want to point out, and I know I think I pointed it out in our own little group chat, um, even though your umpire is shitty and y- you know you can't control what they call, there is still no reason why you should take the bat out of your own hands and look at a strike down the middle. Um, and I think that's the one thing, as one, as a ball player myself, and two, even just being an Angel fan watching this team for so long, um uh, sometimes we have a tendency to blame outside factors whether it be a base umpire a home plate umpire um the sun is too bright things like that <laughs> um but that is still no reason why you should let the game even be in in the control of somebody else you know again watching a strike down the middle why are you doing that why are you doing that please let me know um the hardest pitch that you can't hit is the one that you don't swing at so there's that um but I mean other than that just a tough loss but what do we really expect Houston has everybody in their lineup Altuve's back um Abreu's in there Alvarez that big ass uh he's you know just towers over everybody um yeah we lost What what's new
1: you know what's new oh go ahead Todd. no go ahead no 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 you go ahead okay fine um, uh, <laughs> it was, it was the fact that again, that pitch that changed everything. You know, I said on the post game, my dad was like, well, we lost right there. And it was, it was true. The momentum was lost right there. You have an RBI walking in, you're down a run. Maybe uh oh, trout trout can actually come through with a clutch RBI, you know, single, or he could fly one out and tie the game. And then Otani strikes out and we lose an in extra innings, but the fact is we could have had an opportunity there and it was taken away when you're battling the umpire and it was not even close. The amount of good strikes the Astros got compared to the angels tonight. And Nevin did what he was supposed to run out there, yell at the ump, get thrown out. Okay. About time. Where was this in uh, Chicago when uh jury's getting hit in game yeah. two, three times in a row, you know, your ass should have been out there or you should have been yelling at the other uh, manager who you want to talk about a manager who doesn't know what's going on? We think Phil sucks. Get you should go on social media and th- and see what they think of their first year manager there in Chicago and what an organization and a joke the Reinsdorf's are in Chicago. Just check that out because you think you we hate our team. Check out what the White Sox do. We love our team. Why I don't I? I can't tell if the White Sox actually have love for their team or it's just a passionate hate. But with that being a, uh with that being said, tonight's game. They were battling them, uh, themselves with the, the bonehead mistakes by the pitchers early on the game and then themselves in the box. And if they were actually having good eyes, they were battling the up too. So, I mean, this game was just set up for a loss. So what I was going to say is, uh, so every
3: morning, uh, the first two podcasts I listen to, I listen to Locked On today. You know, they wrap up all the sports stories and, and all the major sports in 20 minutes. So I'll listen to that first, and then I'll listen to Locked On Angels. So that's the order I typically go. And then around 11, the Coyotes, uh, the Coyotes Daily Podcast drops for whatever, PHNX Coyotes. Okay, so my point here is um, the guy who hosts Locked On today, Peter Bukowski, he's one of those guys who follows this national narrative about like, oh, well, will Otani make the playoffs this year? Well, will Trout make the playoffs this year? All right. For anybody who is now just falsely following the same narrative that everyone else has and doesn't do their own research, I got one question for them. Is Mike Trout going to get himself into the playoffs? Is Shoei Otani going to get himself into the playoffs? Todd said so himself during the postgame show today. It's just the simple fact of, you know, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. It was always, well, Mike Trout and Otani don't have any help. And for the longest time, that was a true narrative. All of a sudden, these guys have a team around them. What's the excuse? Well, yeah, I understand. There's some mismanagement of the bullpen. Yeah, sometimes the bullpen blows it late. But what about how many times, dude? I've lost count how many times this season there has been a clutch moment. And clutch means a situation, in in my opinion, because this, you know, oh, we keep moving the goalposts, so be it. Great, I'm moving them again. Because <laughs> F it, this is America. And that's what we can do in this country. And we do things all the time in this country to fit our own personal narratives. And if you don't believe me, you're brand new to this goddamn country. Anyway, I'm America. moving the goalposts again. And Earth. what I'm saying is, to me, a clutch moment is any time where you yourself have a chance to make an immediate impact on that game. And like I told Swilly in the suite on Sunday, at the end of the game, uh, the sorry, at the end of the day, your only job in baseball, and, and by default softball, is to get on base. Doesn't matter what you do. Your job isn't to get hits. Your job isn't to get a home run. Your job isn't even to drive in runs. It's to get on base. If you can do all that extra stuff, even better. But your only job is to get on base. Is that true or false? It's True. Yeah. Like I said, there's added benefits, of course. Yeah, getting a home run, getting an RBA, that sounds great. But your only job is to get on first, and anything better is a plus. So I understand, yes, getting on base, that, that's something positive. If bases were loaded and Trout drew a walk to score in a run that way, great. You did your job, Trout. Give the guy behind you the opportunity. That's the other thing in baseball. Baseball is not an individual game. Your job is to get on base, give the guy behind you the opportunity. And I haven't even seen that lately. There has been an astronomical amount of times where Otani or Trout have the opportunity to put this team on their back to no avail. We've seen it again and again. And all we continue to see is, oh, well, Shohei Otani has to leave if he ever wants to win. Shohei Otani has to do something if he wants to win. Because right now, that man's not a winner. Right now, Mike Trout, he's not a winner. I'll make the argument that most guys on this Angels roster aren't winners because they haven't had prolonged periods of success in their career. Who on this team is a winner? Okay, by default, you can throw Anthony Rendon in there because he had a good year in 2019, and he's still hanging off of those good vibes. The same way that apparently we're hanging off the good vibes from the sushi thing three years ago.
2: <laughs> oh, damn
3: it! So
2: Drury's a winner. He was on the Padres for their one postseason appearance.
3: What did they win, Courtney? They won nothing that year. They made it to. Uh, they made it to the. Uh, Which is further than what we have. You know what? Okay, that's fair. You know, and, you know the whole thing in sports is to make the dance. Once you make the I dance, know. you never know what can happen. So I'll give you that. Yes, he's made it farther than most of these other guys. But take a look around the roster. There isn't a lot of winners on this team. I'm trying to go through the mental checklist right now. Shella, he's probably made some postseasons, right?
1: But in to me... To me, there's a group of talent that, if utilized, coached right, managed right, they could be something special. Now, I'm not calling them the '86 Mets or the the best Angels team of all time, nothing like that. But this team could be something to you know actually be proud of, and that they can get to the postseason. the 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 players are there, and if we're like biting into that narrative of, hey, like you said, Fernando. And like I said on the post game tonight, they've had many opportunities, or we've always said to show, hey, trout, they're not there. They don't have the talent around them. Well, we got the talent around them now. You know, you got the, the pitchers in place. Uh, you know, let's do it. And again, in a chance and an opportunity where a lot of us were screaming out, hey man, we should be off to a better start because Houston and Texas are gonna come around. Well, Texas ain't going away yet, like I've been preaching, and hoping that they would. Uh, you know, Houston is is on is catching up. Or it passed us, uh Seattle is right there with us. So we've created our own hole. This team has created its own hole. They're 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 underperforming yet again. And again, like you said, you got two of the best players on the team. And uh right now they're reminding me of the Padres. But if you were to ask me with the stars that the Padres have compared to the stars that the Angels have, obviously they have the better talent. Obviously they're underperforming. But you know what they've been doing lately? Winning winning and they're catching up to us in the standings and it would not shock me one bit if that team from san diego makes the playoffs and the angels don't despite the starts
2: yeah, yeah man it's think, frustrating yeah i think it's just one of these things that i actually was talking to nick about it when we talked here baseball at the house and he was like man like especially after the game on sunday he was like it sucks you know when otani and trout like both suck and I was like yeah feel our pain we feel our pain that all the time when we watch a game um especially this year and I think you know the narrative especially the last couple years oh when's Trout gonna make it to another playoff when is Otani gonna make a playoff and in the past years yes we haven't had the team to do that to help support them now this year I feel like it's a completely different narrative or at least true Angels fans should see that It's not the fact that we don't have talent anymore. Sure, we have a sketchy bullpen and sure, you know, maybe we don't get managed in the appropriate way sometimes. But at the end of the day, we actually do have the talented team in order to help carry both of the greatest players in baseball to a playoff. But the two greatest players in baseball also have to contribute. Uh, And I think that's one thing that they are severely lacking this year. Um, I don't know what's up with Otani's swing. Um, I know he had the two home runs against Chicago on that last day. Great. Fantastic. Uh, that's what you should be doing. Um, but when it comes to an important game, you know, something like the Astros, uh, something where it comes to people in our own division, um, what's Otani doing? He's pulling out, pulling out helmet, swinging off his head and all this stuff. So I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Um, Trout just looks at everything down the middle and looks confused as to why he got struck out. Um, you know, so it's just like you guys still have to contribute. Like the the narrative should no longer be, Oh, you know, when are they going to make the playoff? It's when are they going to help themselves make it to a playoff?
3: Just doesn't fit the national narrative, though. You know what I mean? We got to blame the team, we got to blame the pitching, which you know, you can blame the bullpen pitching right now, sure but um it's tiring man it's the same song and dance it's been the same song and dance you know people tell us all the time you know like i don't know how you guys continue to do it as of right now i'm at the point where i'm like god how do we continue to do this we've been covering a losing team for so long it's just it's frustrating it really is Uh, we continue to be mismanaged we continue to put the wrong guys in the wrong spot i mean Taylor Ward had a decent game that last game against Chicago where he batted cleanup, and I thought that was idiotic. But, I mean, hey, at least he did something. And what do we do? We put him at leadoff, and he gets a single hit. Still batting 231. What are you yeah. doing here with your philosophy?
1: I, I don't get it either. It's um, it's something that, again, um, I get it. This organization is very stubborn from the top down. They don't listen to reason. They do their own thing. They're not questioned very much outside of Sam Blum. There really is nobody holding these guys to the fire. There's no – and Sam Blum isn't a national writer to where he can get clout to get pressure on this team. Look at the teams that have the most aggressive media presence, and usually they're the teams that fear losing, fear hearing the negativity, and the owners or owner – makes the move to better the team to then appease the media and the fans who ho- hold that team and franchise to a higher standard. We're not – the real fans out there are not only the ones trying to hold this team to the fire. We're also trying to to push aside and talk sense into the halo honks, the ones like your Vals out there who just, hey, <laughs> this guy got DFA'd. No, he didn't. Uh, yes, he did. We're in third place. No, we're not. We're in first. This team is good. You're stupid. That needs to change. We should DFA loop. No, no, we should give him an extension. Exactly. That <laughs> kind of mentality of the halo honks, the true halo honks, has got to change. And we need a media to be more aggressive and hold this team to a higher standard. Yes, we're not Los Angeles. That whole charade is stupid as fuck. Sorry. But I believe that they're still, we're in a so, Southern California market. We should be considered a big market team. We sure as hell spend like one. I don't see the Pirates doing this. And they're able to at least be in contention for a while. So, I mean, we should be held to a higher standard. And there just isn't any of that. And that's why this team continues to be, like you guys talked about earlier, being run as a moneymaker other than a team that's out there to actually win.
3: And – um You said something interesting on today's post-game show. You had said that we're at a point now where, like, fans are actually starting to be vocal now against Halo honkism. You know what I mean? Like, for the longest time, it was like, whatever. Like, who cares? Whatever. Let these guys have their day. Mm -hmm. And now, like, you have audience members, you know, whether they're our audience or not, who are now turning into realists. You know, they're waking up from this Halo honk you know, situation like we, we all have. And it's just like, they're finally starting to like to attack some of the, the the halo honk narrative with facts. It's like, no, Anthony Rendon is not a great third baseman right now. No, he was not a good signing. You know, we're, we're people are finally starting to have these conversations and it's just like, Oh, well, here's these guys again, ragging on Rendon or Otani or, or, or trout. It's just like, No, we're not ragging on these guys, man. I want Trout to come through. Literally, on that Sunday game, we all went absolutely ballistic when we thought that Trout hit that uh, blue pit over the second baseman's head (laughs) in the bottom of the ninth inning. Dude, we were going freaking mental. But no, you know, this guy turned into a gold glover and made one of the best catches ever. Same thing with Renfro's uh, hit, that same game. Yeah. So it's like, no, we want to cheer for winning baseball. But when did it not become appropriate to hold your best players accountable? When did that become so bad? That's just being a lazy, fair-weather fan. If you're going to just be like, eh, whatever, brush it to the side and be like, eh. I w- I was a halo honk too. Todd's admitted that he was a halo honk years ago. Mm. Because there was a, a, a period there where I gave this organization the benefit of the doubt. Why? Because they earned it from two thousand and you know two to you know I hell I'll say two thousand and fifteen. They gave me enough of a reason where it's like eh, it's fine. We'll make the playoffs. Eh, okay, all right. We didn't make it this year. Next year. Next year. You know, and no, we didn't make it after two thousand and nine. That was our real last legitimate chance where we probably should have, you know, at least. Made it to the World Series. Maybe not one, because, you know, you can't really do that in baseball. You can't assure that. But I think we should have made the dance that year. You know, 10, 11, 12, 13, there was no playoffs. But once again, they were so good during that mid-2000s period. 14, best team in baseball, got swept by the Royals. Okay, yeah, tail's the oldest time, we know. And ever since then, man, it's been a whole lot of nothing. So, at this point, I think we should be at the point where we are – vocally upset we should be allowed to hold these players accountable why because we cohesively give them our hard-earned money and not only that forget the money thing that you guys all work so hard for you give them your time you don't get your money back your money comes back you work you invest you do stuff to get money your time's never coming back after that angels game today that you know th- that awful loss. What do you get out of it? Well, don't worry. You're two and a half hours closer to death. You know, <laughs> three three and a half hours. If you watch Todd's post game show, there you go. Uh-huh. That's another hour you invested. You know, t- towards this team.
2: <laughs> I How think it's just one. Of, <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where it's it's just disheartening. I, you know, I mean, we've. Well, you guys have covered the team for three years and then I've two seasons now. Um, I think it's just one of these things where we know the capability of this team. Every year, it's always the same narrative. Oh, the Angels on paper have one of the best lineups. And when it comes to season, it just doesn't happen. Um, and I think it's it's really just sad Um but for people to sit there and say like, oh, we're, you know, us as a collective page, we're one of the most negative podcasts, or we're one of the, you know, the most negative people to cover Angels baseball. It's not even the fact that we're trying to be negative. It's not like we're telling the Angels, you know, it's not, we don't want the Angels to lose. Nobody wants their, their team to lose, nor is it going to be the opposite either. We're not telling them to be perfect Like, just because we want them to win, we understand we're going to lose. We understand that we're not going to win all 162 games this year. We understand that. But we're coming to the realization that we also shouldn't be shitting the bed. You know, there's no reason why we shouldn't swept A's. There's no reason why we shouldn't have swept the White Sox. There's no reason why we shouldn't have swept easier teams. So for us to be mad as a fan base, we need to hold our best players, our coach or Artie for the, uh, you know, for lack of what it's worth, we need to hold these people accountable. We're mad. We're pissed off. You know, we how do we have the two greatest players in baseball, even though they shit the bed themselves? we're we're fucking angry like i've now for me it's turning into anger it's not even disappointment anymore now it's anger i've i've loved this team for a majority of my life as a child and now as a young adult and they fucked they sucked it they just suck And it's, it sucks because my, you know, my stepson loves Otani when we were at the game on Sunday, that's all he wanted to see was Otani, you know, and he, he knows Trout, he knows a couple other players, but that's, you know, my kid, my kids are going to watch the angels at some point in time. And they just, they suck. They, they just suck and they don't have to. And I think that's what angers, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us, that's what angers us the most. We suck when we don't have to. Like, there's no reason why, again, we shouldn't have swept the White Sox. We shouldn't have swept the A's on opening day, opening weekend. Um, But for us to be called, you know, a negative podcast because we're actually pointing out these critiques, you know, and we're genuinely upset, fuck off, (laughs) fuck off. Like, dude.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to be Sir Halo Honk or Mrs. Halo Honk, then go ahead. Honk your honk all you want. Uh, the grass is always greener. Sky is always blue. Have at it. But when you're paying money to see a team that on paper, again, if you were to go to the Marlins series – is we have a far better I don't care what you think about their starting rotation our hitting so, should still hit that rotation alacontro or not or however you say his name they've got some good pitchers but we should have scored some runs and we didn't and it was miserable um the one thing i'll say is this the angels now hold and it's it's no no shock no secret it's been out there since the start of the season the longest non-playoff um uh, appearances as far as season's go- concerned. After the- and they're tied with the Tigers? Yeah, they're tied with the Tigers. So they're tied with the Tigers. So let's think about that for just a second now. Just a second now. The Mariners had the longest streak by 21 years before they popped their cherry last season. Now, think about it. In eight years, at least every team in the major leagues, whether you think Oakland's a shit organization, Ohio is a Kansas City, all those teams, including Washington, including Miami at some point or another made the postseason. And then, and can you Pittsburgh? tell, yeah, can you, even the Rockies, can you, can you tell me though, out of all those teams that made the postseasons for those teams were, was there a trout and Ohtani on those teams at any time in Colorado and Miami? And was there two big superstars like that? Top five players? No. What is no. Yeah, what is no for for a <laughs> hundred? I I'll, I'm going to finish this off with. I it boggles my mind, you know, if if you want to blame the players, if you want to be that fan, or you want to blame the organization, and the and and the uh, the ownership, that's where you got to lie the the blame, because that is inexcusable. That Major League Baseball used to have decades for some teams that not make the playoffs. You know, hell, the pirates, the every team you could name has made the postseason except this one, and the tigers, and even the tigers were good before that. So, with the with and the, the
3: saddest part is the tigers didn't even try for you know most of those
1: years. The angels have been trying. Yeah, they they have been trying exactly, and, and and but but like you said on the last podcast, and we've said on the last podcast, we should have hit the hard reset button. And what what differentiates ours. Our team and organization from every other one is that about 70% of those teams didn't reload to get back to the postseason. They hit the reset button. They went through the process and they got there, whether their streak was for one year, two year or whatever they did the hard work and put in the time and they got back to the promised land. What did we do?
2: Nothing. Mm-hmm. We did Nothing. We, uh, we kissed Artie's ass, and we are like, you're doing a good job, sir. And it's just, you know, and
3: it's frustrating. You know, people continue to be like, well, you know, just, just don't go to the stadium then. That's going to make a difference. It's just like, hey, I can't do that. I'm not wired like that. Like, I need baseball. I, I need to go to, to an Angels game. Yeah. My my life is centered around baseball. Oh, well, you know, just take a break. Your life shouldn't be centered around sports. I, I'm sorry. I've essentially lost the marriage because I picked this podcast over it. Um, I've—I oh, wouldn't
1: know. go there, buddy.
3: Okay, you know. but you—but you knew what most of our fights were about. Well, you, all, all you ever do is care about the podcast.
1: Yeah, but you what know. did I get out of it, huh? I didn't get no play. At well, least you got play. Oh wait, did I say that on air? Sorry. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, after making an analogy a couple of weeks ago, that you and I are married to this project, so. <laughs> Um, well, I think Todd's trying to pitch some kind of narrative I'm not aware about.
1: Trying to get married again.
3: Yeah, <laughs> before before November. Sorry, The uh,
1: Early uh, bird catches the worm, literally.
3: Oh no! <laughs> Stop it! Oh, that's a that's a really that's a really bad joke. If you really dive into it, dissect <laughs> it, it's even worse. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on that note, let me let, let me just end with this. It's just. The good thing is that we're allowed to have these kind of discussions and our audience is to the point where most of them agree with us. Yeah, we get the people who are like, well, these guys are idiots. Okay, cool, whatever. This podcast isn't for you. This podcast isn't for everybody and it shouldn't be for everybody. But our job has always been to cover this team down the middle. The way I see it right now, this is not a winning organization. We talked about why off air for reasons that it wouldn't be professional if I brought up. Everyone's always like, well, you know, these guys don't know anything. No, we know everything we need to know. But at the end of the day, we are not newsbreakers. We are not paid to give this type of news. But everything that I was explaining to you guys, you guys weren't surprised by. It's just this, it hasn't been a winning organization for a long time. And I'll I'll make the argument that Arden Moreno never cared about this team anything other than being a cash cow. You know, he milked the Disney success for what it was worth. He made one or two good moves early on in his ownership that panned out. You know, Bartolo Colon, Vladimir Guerrero, those were two big moves that panned out that overtook the bad other contracts, right? The Gary Matthews juniors of the world. None of that had really mattered. You were still kind of writing the coattails of all these other good moves, you know? The Torrey Hunters, the re-signing of Jared Weavers, you know, that stuff. Like, those were still panning out to the point where this team was still making the playoffs. So the bad moves didn't matter. Now what do we have to show for it? Nothing. We're not making the playoffs. We're not in a good situation right now. You had somebody say in the postseason, like, oh, well, you know, we need to hit the hard reset button because we have some good building blocks. No, we don't. If you hit the hard reset button, that's going to include everything. You have to tear it down to the studs. We will be the Oakland A's. Why? Because nobody on this team has trade value besides Zach Neto, a healthy Logan O'Happy, Reed Detmers, Patrick Sandoval. Those are the guys that have trade potential. Who else on this team has trade potential? Oh, well, Renfro. Okay, well, he's a rental. Gio Rochella, he's hitting well. He's a rental. Shohei Otani, he's a rental. Nobody on this team has value besides the young guys. So, no, if you hit the reset button, bring up the trash pandas because that's all we're going to have left. And you know what? Unfortunately, if we don't make the playoffs this year, that's probably the direction we need to go. Get ready for the dark days. Oh, I thought we were in the dark days.
2: I know. I was like, oh
3: no. Because right now we've been trying to contend for the last decade.
2: We're in fourth place in our division. What are you doing?
3: Yeah, and we've been ending there recently, the last couple years. That's where we've been. Fourth place.
2: God, this is sad.
3: (laughs) But at least if we tear it down, at least there's a direction. I can live with the direction. Being a coyotes fan, I can live with. Well, we're going to be on a hard rebuild. It's going to suck for three years. Okay. I can live with that because the direct, there's an organizational shift. We're dumping all these big contracts. We're going to suck for three years, but in three years, it'll be worth it. Okay. Great. We have a plan. Look at all these other teams that have had long-term success. Look at the Astros. They were dog water for a long time. They drafted well. They traded away their pieces. They tore it down to the studs. Built from the ground up, Oakland does it all the time. The Cubs did it; they won a World Series. The Royals did it; they won a World Series.
1: Yeah, it could be done. Uh,
3: not, not if with, you don't. Not if you don't commit. You know, you don't, you, yeah, and <laughs> Artie won't do it because he knows that it's going to mean losing money. And you should have had
2: the chance, Artie yeah i don't know is it again very disheartening i'm angry i'm mad um should we do predictions for the rest of this astros trastro series or no we're gonna win one game okay
1: (laughs) i i i'm i'm kind of with you i mean after tonight's debacle i had a few people on there saying oh we're gonna win three out of four after this i'm like how how yeah so, I mean,
3: I mean, I'm not at the point where I'm willing to give up on the season, obviously you know i'm not I'm not gonna say something naive, like it's early, but I'll certainly say like you know it's we're at the point now where we could still control our own destiny this month. We're playing the Astros and the Rangers this month, so but are we proving we can hang with those teams? No, this is the worst I've ever felt for a team that's two games over five hundred. are we still two games or is it now one game?
1: It's two games,
3: okay. This is the worst I've ever felt about an Angels team that's two games over 500 in the month of June. Yeah. I mean
1: last year at this point I think we were under 500 now we, the losing streak had overtook us. So right now as it stands we are 30 and 28. At least we're uh 18 games ahead of the A's. So we have that going for us.
3: But, <laughs> hey, we probably
1: don't have to worry about 5th place. Yeah, we don't have to worry about 5th. They they've got that on lockdown. That's
2: a Um, nice little cushion for us. That's good.
1: You know what's hilarious? though? real quick, (laughs) I I passed this stat the other night on the post game after Chicago about Oakland real quick. Uh, Their run differential, so they've allowed nearly 400 runs, which is tops in the majors. That's a lot. Uh, The the Ohio team has scored, no, actually Detroit, has only scored nine more runs than the Oakland team has scored. Or, How
3: many more wins do they have?
1: Well, they they have they have twenty six. They have fourteen more. Cheese. So um, right now, Oakland has the worst run differential, minus one ninety five.
3: Well, you're on the topic of run differential because you keep trying to say that you're not worried long term about Texas. They have one of the highest run differentials in all of baseball. Correct. Dude, they were literally on the. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays coattails, and I think they've since left the Rays in the dust, right?
1: Uh, no, the Rays still have a, uh, well, as far as run differential, they're 12 runs better at 131 to plus 119. But the Rays have an overall better record at 40 and 18. Okay, okay.
3: I'm just saying, man, you keep trying to say that Texas is going to fall off. I, I don't know. I'm not seeing it right now.
1: Honestly, man, I, I'm pretty worried about Texas at this point. Well, we, we got to take care of our own shit first, so I'll give you that. But as far as their starters, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you like this right now. Um, let's see, non roster active. Uh, hold on, death threat. for the rotation. Jacob Degrom is still on the IL. No, no. Need when he's coming back, Andrew Heaney. We we have faith in this guy. We have faith in a John Gray who's bounced around. Martin Perez can get lit up at times. Nathan Evalds an injury waiting to happen. Jake Od- Rizzi is already on the sixty day DL. Uh, they already lost Glenn Os- Glenn Otto on the sixty I- day IL. I
3: forgot Jake Odorizzi was still breathing.
1: Yeah, I mean they do have Dane Dunning who's performed really good. That's a guy. That's probably the only guy out of the rotation I'm actually worried about. Because he's he's actually playing pretty good, but other than that, I don't really see anyone out of this bullpen. What Brock Burke, J- uh, Josh Spores, Jonathan Hernandez, Jose LeBlanc, and Will Smith? Come on. Yeah, but they're both. Uh, I mean, their bullpen's
2: been
3: decent enough to get them wins, and their offense it is doesn't clearly matter scoring. If they
2: hit. It doesn't matter if they hit.
1: But can they? But the Yankees have hit too in the past, and did they ever win World Series on that? No, oh, nobody's saying that the Rangers are going to win the World Series. Let's make that abundantly clear now. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying out. they'll falter. I'm just saying I don't think they'll get to that spot. I
3: anymore. think they're. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year.
1: Where we currently
3: stand, bearing any major injuries for them, you know. And keep in mind, Corey Seager has been out for a giant chunk of the season. He just came back for them.
1: Greatest so player of all doing, time.
3: Yeah, they're doing this without one of their big guys. They're doing this without essentially their Mike Trout, you know, without their Otani.
2: Yeah, I don't think I don't think this is a fluke. I mean, maybe they'll peter out. Maybe they won't be as strong. But I still feel like they'll be first or second after the all-star break. Like I don't I don't think they're gonna die out as soon as we hope, as soon as we think. Um but I definitely I think they make the playoffs. Okay. I don't know about making it to the World Series or anything like yeah, that.
1: No, no, no. Okay, but, if, they, if, if they make the postseason, I, I will tell you, guys, I will be the first one to, to eat whatever crow you guys are serving. I will take my lumps for that one. But prepare, prepare. If they do fade and we do jump them, or at least they don't make the playoffs and we don't make the playoffs, I'm gonna throw that in guys in your face. Because- That's
3: fine, and I and I hope you're right because I'm not cheering for Texas. They're in our division.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah.
3: want the Angels to make the play. I need. The Angels to make the playoffs. We have yet to cover winning baseball on this network, and that is the most depressing fact of all.
1: It is. But I, like will I, say, I will like say I, I, Rangers credit real quick. Last thing I'll say: mm-hmm. if 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 the Rangers make the postseason this year in any capacity, and even if they don't, but they're real, they're right there, even if they fade at the end, dude, Bochi has to get manager of the year. I mean, oh, you yeah, can yeah, see no what managers do <laughs> yeah. for teams. Hello, we should have did something. Next. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, oh, wait, my prediction. We're gonna get swept. Um <laughs> oh man, he's not even giving us the win. No, none, none, absolutely not. Uh the pitching matchups. I think Otani is tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's the
3: game I think we win. <laughs> Against no, Farmer?
2: Man.
3: Oh yeah. No, I forgot. because yeah. for, Framer <laughs> was supposed to pitch today.
2: Framer. Yeah. So no. it's Otani versus Valdez. I'll just say Valdez because I can't say his name either. Otani <laughs> versus Valdez tomorrow. Um, do we
3: think it's at least a pitcher's duel? Like, do we think like Otani at least I think it'll kinda, be a like, good matches him?
2: Duel. Yeah. Okay. I think it'll be a good pitcher's duel. I just, I still think we take the L. I don't, I don't know who's going to do it. Like I, I hope Otani doesn't get the L. I think so. I hope somebody else fucks up, but we definitely don't win. Um, And then we got, well, hopefully it's like Tucker Davidson. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> Hopefully, for <Loop>. uh, <laughs> now i want
3: luke to be dfa'd luke doesn't get dfa'd by the end of this series dude I'm, i don't know what i'm gonna do it's gonna be something wild though
2: yeah um and then we have my husband uh sandoval versus javier javier sorry uh javier on sunday um that will also be an l and it will completely be sandoval's fault and then it's we have saturday Okay. Yeah, it's a Saturday and then we have Canning versus France on Sunday.
3: Mm. God, all of a sudden I'm like, should I have
1: said sweep?
3: Yeah. I'm like I'm not confident about any of these, dude. I'm not even trying to be
2: funny. Yeah, bringing out the sweep. That,
1: that curveball in that stadium if it's up for Canning cuz that would be the game to win is that France game at the end. But if he hangs a curveball, they're going to hit it into the porches on either side, so i going
2: to hit it on the other side of Houston if he yeah <laughs>
1: I'm on, I, I might I might have to go the sweep route but just for the hell of it my what's left of my honk I'm going to go for the angels winning the last game of the series
3: I'll I'm going to go I'll, I'll go for the Saturday I'm going to stick to my one game They'll they'll win the Saturday game uh because the Sunday game they're going to rest everyone and their mom so Oh, we can't have Otani play. Oh, we can't have Trout play. Oh, Renfro can't play. Like Phil, we're out of bench pieces. All right, just put the bullpen guys out there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I see that. By the way, real quick, I just want to entertain you guys. It could be worse segment of the show at the end here. Uh, we could be the Kansas City Royals starting pitcher Jordan Lyles. He started 11 games so far this year. He has a record of 0-9. Sixty one innings pitched. He is allowed already sixteen home runs and he has a seven ERA. There you go. Don't feel so bad.
3: What in the Julio Te hey <laughs> No, um, one in the Trevor Cahill. <laughs> oh.
2: oh god. Okay. Well,
3: <sighs> yeah. yeah. Oh not our not our best episode. We're sitting we were sitting here complaining the whole time. I'm sure there's no way that anybody <laughs> listening
1: to this entire episode. Sorry. So, we, so we could throw a racist remark in right now and it'd be okay,
2: <laughs>
3: absolutely.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. uh. at, at rocks in the outfield, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but out. they did it, they did it like what, like three minutes in an episode or something crazy. Yeah, shout out to the Quakes for hiring that Nimrod, huh?
3: Yeah, man, throw out mm. the J, throw out the J word like he was throwing out the word Jordan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, he was throwing out that J word like it was Malfoy, uh, Malfoy from Harry Potter when he says Potter, like that hard P, Potter, like that's hold so so hard. Hold <laughs> like he, he said it so hard.
3: Well, there you go. Anybody who might have been listening from, to from the UK is now offended.
2: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was a Harry Potter
3: joke. Yo, go listen, go go watch your fake sport, Quidditch. <laughs> well, I mean that is a fake sport. so <laughs>
1: Boy, uh, well. Stevie Lisa will be mad because she loves Harry Potter number one and number two. I have no idea what you guys are talking about.
3: I've never watched a Harry <laughs> Potter movie. Many women a... have tried to make me watch a Harry Potter movie, but what? none of them none
1: of them have succeeded. I'm with you right there. See, that's why we're brothers, bro. She's so mad. I can't get past the part in the first movie where Harry Potter is underneath the uh, I guess his uncle's. <laughs> The staircase? Yeah, that's, pretty,
3: that's pretty early on. I think the <laughs> yeah, farthest I've ever made it was that one scene where they're in that purple little car thing, and it gets stuck in a tree or whatever.
2: That's the second
3: movie. Wait, what? That's the second movie? Oh, damn. So, well, there you go. <laughs> so, I, guess I, I guess I didn't even watch the first one.
2: <laughs> wait hold on i you uncultured swine you know
0: one of you hey i
3: only ever committed to watching the movie once and it was with the woman that you consider a child i was like yeah i'll watch it let's ball out that's fine uh, i was willing to do a lot of stuff for that woman that didn't happen
2: well because she has the mind of an eight-year-old and she's, a, she's probably a disney princess somewhere in her head um she wait i'm still stuck i would have up i would have but-
3: signed up for that fairy tale.
2: <sighs> you annoying. You <laughs> neither one of you would watch Harry Potter. This is a whole other episode that we need to cover. This with no nope. talking about. You know, no. I-,
1: I will uh, call in sick for that one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> See, I was the nerd. I was pushing people at Barnes and Noble so I could go get the. Oh bones. my
1: God! Will you- I mean, at least you didn't say borders. Why are no. you why are you not best friends with Steve Elise? That's her like favorite place to go. She loves she she buys those wands. She reads all the books. I mean, she reads everything from uh, what is it, the Lord of the Rings, um what's it called? The uh, uh, Game of The Hobbit. Oh,
3: the game of the Hobbit. Oh, yeah, the the Hobbit. Yeah, well, she... I mean, you know, everyone has a flaw. You just on hers. that's fine. Nobody's perfect.
2: <laughs> Nobody's perfect. You know what? I I'm starting to reconsider me. <laughs> part of this
3: page now it's know, right. I mean, people are definitely reconsidering listening
1: by the right. way last thing i'll say i know i've said that like three times but you know you know the remake or the last harry potter i guess um one in the future where you know they, they have the new people i don't know the name fantastic beasts yeah the the, the one that johnny depp was supposed to be in but he got, I got that's
2: the old one it's actually a prequel but proceed yes
1: Oh say okay so
2: <laughs> she dragged she,
1: It was my turn to take her to a movie, and she picked that one. And I, I kept bugging the crap out of her all movie because I'm like, "What's he doing in it? Why are they flying around? What's that demon thing?" You mean the Dementors? Yeah, she was like, "Shut up and just watch the movie." I'm like, "I, I don't get it.
3: Yeah, I don't know what's happening." (laughs) You see, I know enough about Harry Potter. I've been on the ride. (laughs) I, I went on the ride. <laughs> Dementors
2: oh my, oh my no no Opulus Repair! Oh shit. Okay, observatory. Well, if you've made it this far into the podcast, thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Um thank you to our sponsors for everything. <laughs> we yeah, if you probably... made it this
3: far, we deserve a one-star review. Go ahead and give us one of those. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um
1: a lot of Harry think... Potter fans have a
3: emotional damage. Okay, first of yeah, all. Including <laughs> Good night to everyone except uh, uh, people who drive in Nissan Altima.
2: Good night, guys.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This show went completely off the rails. How about we pretend it didn't? Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media where we primarily talk about baseball and make sure to give us a five-star review. On behalf of all of us here at the network, have a great day, everybody, and viva Los Angelitos.